this is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Rivian posted its second quarter earnings and the numbers show that it isn't easy being an EV startup in the middle of a global pandemic, a chip shortage, a war, and with sky-high inflation. The company only sold 4,401 vehicles in the last three months. That brought in $364 million in revenue, but expenses far exceeded that, and Rivian posted a net loss of $1.7 billion. It also burned through more than $3 billion in cash, though it still has nearly $15 billion of cash in the bank. Interestingly, Rivian got an average of $82,700 for each of the vehicles it sold. The new EV tax credits in the U.S. have not been signed into law by President Biden yet, but the European Union and South Korea say they violate the rules of the WTO, or the World Trade Organization. The EU says it discriminates against foreign producers, and South Korea says It does that as well as violating the free trade agreement between the U.S. and South Korea. To qualify for the full credits, EVs pretty much have to have batteries that were manufactured in the U.S. The EU and South Korea are asking for amendments to the legislation that would make their EVs eligible. But it's going to be very difficult for the U.S. to meet its own domestic content rules for EV batteries. Reuters reports that mining companies are going to struggle to produce enough raw materials needed for batteries in the timetable stipulated by the legislation. It says that 100% of the batteries have to be made in the U.S. by 2030, and the raw materials have to come from the U.S. or a few other countries that qualify because they have free trade agreements with the U.S. While it takes about two years to build a battery plant from scratch, It takes seven years to open a new mine. The mining companies are very eager to expand their operations and say they can meet the target, but they say it's going to be very challenging. With global reach across three continents, Tejan Automotive Technologies make vehicles lighter, safer, and more eco-friendly. Tejan Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions. Making energy production clean. Schaeffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. Tesla has always touted the advantages of the cylindrical batteries that it uses in its cars. But BYD is now supplying blade batteries to Tesla at its Berlin Gigafactory. Car News China cites a source at BYD that says the first Tesla Model Ys with BYD's blade design will roll off the line later this month or early next month. But Tesla's Gigafactory in Shanghai will not use these batteries. In addition to making batteries itself, Tesla buys them from Panasonic, Cattle, and LG. China is serious about growing in the number of EVs out on its roads, and to help increase adoption, the city of Beijing just released its latest five-year plan for expanding EV charging and battery swapping.
It wants the network to service at least 2 million new energy vehicles by 2025. The plan includes installing 310 battery swapping stations by that time frame and 700,000 charging piles, the vast majority of which will be located in residential areas. What we call chargers, China calls piles. And when completed, the furthest distance between piles in the city will be three kilometers, or just under two miles. And speaking of China, the Ministry of Public Security revealed there are now 408 million total motor vehicles in the country, of which 312 million are automobiles. For comparison, as of 2021, there were nearly 290 million vehicles in the U.S., including medium and heavy-duty trucks. And in one last bit of China-related news, Mazda wants to reduce its reliance on parts built in the country because of COVID lockdowns. The automaker is asking suppliers to increase inventories in Japan and to produce more parts outside of China. Mazda reported it lost about $145 million in the most recent quarter due to supply issues caused by the lockdowns. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Meet the new GMC Canyon, which we think looks a little more aggressive than the previous model. And like the new Chevy Colorado that debuted last month, the Canyon will come exclusively with a turbocharged 2.7-liter four-cylinder engine. While it doesn't say if it will come with the same three power levels as the Colorado, we suspect it will. And since the trucks are so similar, GMC is focusing on providing more information about its ultimate off-road trim the AT4X. It comes standard with a factory lift kit and wider track, thanks to Multimatic spool valve shocks and 17-inch beadlock wheels with 33-inch tires. Other standard equipment includes a front bumper bar, winch, trail light, skid plates, and underbody cameras. Each trim level of the new Canyon features its own unique interior accents, with top-line versions getting a bigger 11.3-inch infotainment screen and optional sunroof, which is a first for the truck. The new Canyon will go into production early next year and will have a starting price around $40,000. And you can order the AT4X right now, which starts at $63,350. Did you know that Kia's been selling electric vehicles since 2011? It's true! But the reason you might not know is because the model is sold exclusively in South Korea. This is the Kia Ray EV, which just got a major facelift for the 2023 model year. Its design is much more in line with the rest of Kia's lineup and features an updated grille and LED lighting in the front and rear. While all of the technical specs will come with its full debut next month, the current Ray EV is powered by a 50 kilowatt or 67 horsepower electric motor, which is fed by a 16.4 kilowatt hour battery pack that provides 138 kilometers or 86 miles of range 
on the outdated NEDC test cycle. New York City has some of the busiest streets in the world, so it's considering a congestion fee to reduce traffic. Drivers would be charged once per day to go into the city's central business area. A recent report by the Metropolitan Transit Authority recommends charging between $5 and $23, depending on the time of day. It's believed that this could reduce the number of vehicles by 15 to 20 percent and generate as much as $15 billion a year. Other major cities are or will be doing this, but former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg proposed it too. But it went down in flames with public opposition. And a quick note before I sign off. I'll be off all next week, but I think my replacement is pretty qualified. That brings us to the end of this week. Thanks for making AutoLine a part of your day, and I hope you have a great weekend. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Tajin Automotive Technologies, the formula for better mobility. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.